more time than that. Okay. I'll be there. A little right, more we'll time. Do, we'll just, you know. A little bit. We'll like put a put an exemption on the travel ban. Bring you over here for four thousand miles plus, and then we'll get boba, and then we'll send you back. Three thousand miles. Just make sure you put in an order for me first because I don't like waiting. Okay. <laughs> Six hours in advance, at a minimum. Just want to make sure it's there when I get there. Well, the only thing that's there right now is the No Happy Endings podcast. Welcome. Thanks, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Um, I am not your main host, but I'm just taking over for a second while Brian uh, figures out how good or bad my audio is coming in today. And we have a guest, uh, Angela. She's joined me. She's one of my longtime friends. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let Brian say something. Otherwise, the sentence will <laughs> go on forever. Did, Five did ever. You, oh. Did you just start and not know where it was going? No. Yeah. Okay. So, welcome to the No Happy Endings podcast. Where there are no happy endings, just happy friendings, a podcast where we ask three levels of questions to get to know our guests better. You might ask who are our guests. Our guests are friends, friends of friends, and friends of friends of friends. So really, we just at some point get to know strangers and learn life lessons by asking these different questions. Today, I'm your host. Alex attempted to do the intro. I'm Brian. Your co-host slash moderator is Alex, and he's going to introduce you to our esteemed guests. Yes. So uh, I've made a few... I mean, you guys have heard, if you've heard some of the other episodes, I've made a few trips out to the West Coast. And one of uh, our friend Aaron met this girl named Angela, and she was a good friend who came over maybe to the East Coast maybe two two years ago. And uh, we just became instant friends. We were like, it just like meshed really well. Um, I think the first night we hung out, we like stayed up like insanely, almost like two or three, four talking and it was just like just a good vibe, and so I've always just kept up. I've kept uh, I've kept in touch with Angela better than like most people here on <laughs> that I live within ten miles from. And uh, yeah, she's always been a good uh, good ear to listen to, and she's offered me like crazy. She's always been like really honest and like straightforward with me. She doesn't hesitate on like telling me what I need to hear, and usually I need that a lot. Um, but yeah, Angela just. Um, Thanks for coming. Uh, what's been going on lately? Tell us about yourself. Thanks for having me. You make me sound really cool, which you is are. which is nice. I, I think <laughs> I'm just I'm just normal normal girl. But yes, thanks for having me. It's been a good time being friends with you. So I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And thank you. What um, I know you listened to one of my episodes. Was there anything about the podcast that you like? enjoyed listening to or like it kept you hooked on it to be honest i don't listen to podcasts ever really for the most part i don't really know why i feel like i would probably be interested in listening to some i just don't um so i don't know if i have anything to compare it with interesting so maybe in a couple years i will listen to maybe one or two more podcasts (laughs) i can give you feedback awesome so in one or two years, we can also go get that boba that we talked about at the start of the episode. That would be, that'll all line up, I think, right? So in like one or two years, you'll just travel across and then you'll also have listened to the podcast. You think it'll take me one or two years to get there? 
with this quarantine, who knows? That's true. <laughs> You're right. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so before we start, I got to kind of explain what's going on for the people who are listening for the first time. There are three levels of questions. The first level is surface level questions or rapid fire. It's not a hard and fast rule, but we kind of let people do how they want to do. So if you want to do the rapid fire, you can. And then at the end of that level, you can clarify whether or not you want to clarify a question or answer. And then the second one is the next level or more serious. And so that just digs a little bit deeper. And at the end of that, I'm probably going to ask Alex whether or not he's got a bigger question involved with those things because he knows you a little bit better than I do. So it'll be better for him to kind of dig deeper on those. And then we'll get to the third level of real shit. And so that's where the real introspection or reflection happens. Usually no promises. And after all of that, you will be given the opportunity, if you want to take it, to ask one of the questions that I asked you to me. But in this case, we might change it a little bit because I know you know Alex a little bit better. So maybe you want to ask him the question. So we'll see what we get to when we get to that point. But you don't need to memorize the questions. I'll give you a recap at the end and then you can ask your question. Sound good? Yep. Sounds good. Okay, let's go. What is your current favorite snack? Oh, man. Okay, so just a heads up before you ask all of these questions. I don't really have favorites. So it's very rare that if you ask me about having a favorite that I will have one. So okay. that makes this question really difficult for me. I think this is like the only favorite question too. Okay. <laughs> it's just hilarious we start off with it. Yeah, it might be. Just, you know, just starting off with the hardest questions, right? When I was asked with this question, I definitely like was started sweating. Like I was like, oh, I got to choose? It's a lot of pressure. What if my snack, like, what if my other snacks get upset? Um. Well, then we'd have more listeners. I know. I think, I mean, I wouldn't say this is favorite, but it's definitely a constant go-to. Like, I'll always come back to it. Hot Cheetos. 100%. Hot Cheetos. Yep. Now, what do you drink those down with? You know what hot, hot Cheetos are really good with? Cream cheese. Have you ever tried it? No. What is happening on this podcast right now? <laughs> I'm learning so much, and I good. don't know what to feel. You would think that it's not, but it just like adds that just like extra touch. I think that's going to be an Angela exclusive because I don't think my stomach can handle that. It's not so many people do it. You have no idea. I don't. It actually does make a lot of sense though because cream mm -hmm. cheese is very creamy. It's very mm -hmm. cold. And then the hot Cheeto kind of brings a little warm and heat and then it kind of slices mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. And it brings mm -hmm. out the cheese flavor of the Cheetos. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to try it, but it does sound interesting. You should try it. Okay, I'll consider it. Yep. Not really, but I'll say <laughs> that I'll consider it. <laughs> Next question. What are you currently binge watching? Oh, man, I'm a huge TV show person. So I can't say that I'm only binge watching one. But um, <laughs> most recently, uh, America's Got Talent. I don't know how I got brought into this. I never used to watch it. But it's easy to binge watch because you can stop it at any time between acts. And you don't you don't have to remember what just happened when you restart it. You know, you just remember the people that are good and then you move on. Where is somewhere you really want to travel? Um, I think Greece. I've been traveling a lot. Well, before before the pandemic, I was traveling a lot. And I feel like I saw a lot of people traveling to Greece in a lot of pictures. And I feel like it's just kind of a completely different culture. And like even aesthetically, the buildings look very different from what I've seen in Europe. So... I think it would be really cool to see. That's really cool. What's what's what hobby have you been considering trying? 
man. These are hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't really been considering any hobbies. Is that not good? I mean, it's not that it's not good. It's just I ask this question because a lot of people are holed up in quarantine. So they do a lot of research on random things. And they're like, you know what? After this, I'm going to try skydiving. Oh, that's true. You know what, though? I feel like I'm such an introvert that the quarantine hasn't been too different from my normal life. If anything, almost better. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I haven't thought of anything new, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll learn to knit. Who knows? That sounds awesome. I mean, that sounds like a perfect introvert skill, right? Yeah, because then like people can't bother you because you look like you're busy doing something, but you're really just sitting there by yourself for the most part. Plus, you learn to knit like blankets and stuff, and that only really helps your introvert cocoon. And then you can share new blankets with other people and pull them into the introvert cocoon. And you guys can all cocoon together, but separately in your blankets. This now sounds like it's suddenly become a terrifying sci-fi movie. <laughs> it's a very peaceful tribe. <laughs> I've actually seen a movie that's kind of similar to this, um, but I don't remember anything. Like, it's, I don't remember what it's about, but people just pretty much tur- get turned into little pods. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's kind of terrifying. I'll put on I mean, to-do list spoiler alert but that kind of happens in the matrix i don't think you're referring to the matrix but I mean, people... it's it's super old it's like an old 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 movie it's like black and white and i think oh. i watched it in high school in one of my classes it was probably teaching us something about um communism or something hmm. wow i don't know learn something new yeah unclear what's your current phone background and what's the story Oh my gosh, I have to check because I actually don't know. Oh, that's not good. It's my boyfriend and me, <laughs> and I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like no story needed for that. I feel like that's a pretty self-explanatory story. <laughs> but so. my home screen background is different. It's a, It's a rose. It's a black rose. There's also no story there. I just think it's cool. Cool. You ready for the last question? Yep. It's another favorite. Are you sure? I'm not ready. (laughs) What's your favorite useless skill? I don't have any useless skills. All my skills are going to be used one day. What's one that's (laughs) waiting a use? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have that many skills. I'm sure I do, but I don't know if I'm like full. I don't know if I consider them skills. So, oh, actually, this is really useful but only for me. I have super control over my sleep. So I'm capable of like sleeping like hours and hours and hours. Like I can sleep like 10 hours. And if I decide that I want to go back to sleep, I can go back to sleep and I don't have trouble falling asleep ever for the most part. So I can sleep a lot if I want to, but also um, because I was in the dance community and I was on teams where we'd have to stay up late to practice. I can also not sleep and only survive on like a few hours of sleep pretty well. And st- if I know I have to get up for something, I can get up in 
like two hours and then I can survive through the day and I actually become more functional the more tired I get. And I think it's how my body's learned to cope with that. So I just have like a magic, like I just have really good control over my sleep. I wish I had that. I really need that. Like so bad. <laughs> it's rarity. I, it's rarity. I'm definitely. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever been so jealous, honestly. Yeah. My <laughs> body just comes just to the fatigue. I'm very fortunate. I've been blessed. So, <laughs> and I'm aware of it. <laughs> It's not a useless skill, but at least, yeah, okay. Uh, we went somewhere it's with it. It's a unique one. It's incredibly useful. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if I considered it a skill, but here we are. That's it. That's the end of level one. Cool. How do you feel? I think that level two will be easier for me. Yeah, you just prefer the, the deeper questions. You just like to talk about life and things like that. I'm not a big small talk person. That's cool. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any of those answers you want to clarify? I feel like I clarified them all already. Yeah, that happens a lot. I just like to check in usually. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes people need time to think about it and reflect back. All right, let's do this. Level two. This is where you're going to thrive. We'll see. You're just going to dive right in, right? We'll see. Fingers crossed. What's the name of this current chapter in your life? This isn't really easier. No, it's definitely not. You're asking me to label <laughs> You um, said it was going to be easier. The, ch the name, you said? The name yeah. of the chapter? Mm -hmm. You know why this is difficult? Because even though people think I'm a creative person, I'm not a creative person. So I don't know how to come up with things. I would say, oh, I guess it's, I, I would kind of consider it like an awakening chapter. I think with everything going on in the world and then also like being stuck in quarantine and even as an introvert, having so much time to reflect and kind of also seeing your relationships in a new perspective since, you know, like social interaction is limited and, you know, people are being pushed to social media to communicate or like chat rooms or whatever. Um, there's a lot of time to reflect and really look at your own life your own past your own traumas but then with everything going on with the civil rights movement that's going on right now and then how people are handling the pandemic there's also so much time to reflect on like other people and their perspectives and even seeing your own friends and family and how they're handling everything and that giving you more insight on who you're surrounded by. I feel like everyone, I, I'm sure it's not just me, but I feel like everyone is just in a period of like awakening and just like understanding. I think right now a lot of people are going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely don't think it's specific to me, but I think that it's something that everyone's kind of being pushed into and forced into. Uh, yeah, I feel like I wanna sit and think about that, but we gotta keep going. Okay. We'll keep going. We can circle back, remember? We can circle back, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Would you rather love someone and they never love you back or have someone love you and you never love them back? You love someone and they never love you back or they love you and you never love them back? Yep. Can they? Can we just not love each other at all? No, that's the hard part of the question. I would definitely have someone love me and me not love them back. That's easy. Because then I can just break it to them, help provide them with whatever resources they need to like move on with their life 
and just I feel like that's something I can have control over you know and I can just help them to be happy help them to move on they can find someone else like that they can fall in love with who can love them but if it's me then I'm just suffering and there's no solution on my end I think you're the first person that's picked that actually which is so oh, fascinating yeah uh I I don't know how many times this question has been asked I'm trying to think in the top the top of my head but I think the other times that people have answered they've picked the other option because they felt like they didn't want to put somebody else through something they would rather go through it which is so interesting not that any answer is right it's just so interesting how people kind of perceive the question yeah I mean I can kind of understand that I can see how that would be coming from a position of empathy but I think both options you can come from a position of empathy it's just with one of them it's a little more passive and with the other it's you have control over how you handle it a little bit better yeah that's that's awesome it's a heavy yeah. i gotta sit on that for a minute holy crap because i was thinking the other way too i, I haven't heard that question before so that's uh holy i'm gonna just sit here on my stump real quick and <laughs> you two figure out life <laughs> Why is it a good idea to travel? I think it's so important to be able to see the world and see how other people see the world to gain perspectives. Um, I'm very lucky and fortunate that my parents um, brought me to travel a lot as a kid um, and they really saved up for that. They didn't travel very much before me and my brother were born. So um, we got to see a lot of the world growing up. I didn't realize this until more recently but I think it's one of the reasons that I am able to understand other people's perspectives more easily because I have just been able to see more of how other people live or even just understand that there are different cultures. I think um, learning that there are, there are different cultures from your own is very different from seeing it. Um, once you've seen it, there's kind of more of a, I guess, I don't know how to explain this. Once you've seen it, it becomes more real for you. And no matter how much you imagine something, it can't be any more real than having it in front of you. And I think that with traveling, you get to see so much of that and understand other people so much better just from like visiting a few different places. I think, I just think it's important to be able to explore outside of your bubble and traveling is probably the best way to see all the really super, super different bubbles that are out there. I'm not going to speak for you, but it just sounds to me like you're saying it's important because it kind of grows your perspective on things. When you see it physically and you see it in person, you kind of get to ingrain it and understand it a little bit better because you understand the circumstance and the context as opposed right. to just hearing about it. I think when you hear about something, it's, it's still very hard to fully understand it. It's kind of like if you never knew how to swim and someone is like, oh, don't worry, like you just go in the water and you can't breathe underwater, but it's fine because you can hold your breath. But that's terrifying until you try it and you realize, hey, it's not that bad. So it just is more real when it's right, right in front of you. It's actually super funny you would pick that analogy because I can't swim. Oh, no. And actually... <laughs> And and one of the times that early on when I was trying to learn, somebody did tell me you just go in the water and you just kind of float <laughs> and then move. <laughs> and not so fun, right? Until you've tried it. And then it's not as bad as you think. 
No, it's still awful. I'm a terrible, terrible swimmer now. What I do, I wouldn't even consider swimming, but, you know, for the sake of your analogy, yes, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I didn't die, so. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like traveling is, like, that, but, like, in in the grander scheme of things. That's a, that's a really good way to put it. That's perfect. Yep. What is something your younger self would not believe about current you? I don't know, actually. I don't know if I'm not someone who sets very strict expectations for myself. So I don't know if I have anything that I could say, to be honest. I mean, do you feel like you as a child or even like growing up, do you think this, I mean, the way your life is now, is there something that like you never thought you would do or become or even live where you're at now i definitely know that as a kid i always wanted to get married early and have kids early um which i don't think i think i've like passed the age range that i wanted but that was more of like a desire i don't know if that was something that i expected from myself so i don't know if that counts i guess i guess here's something um i used to be very shy um, very shy person. Like I said, I'm, I'm a huge introvert. And um, I, I was definitely not a very forward person. I was always very scared to like speak up. If I was in class, I'd be scared to raise my hand if I need to go to the restroom, like very, very simple things. And mm-hmm. I think as I've grown, and I've gone through so many things, I have become the complete opposite of that. And I think that everyone who knows me knows that I'm super blunt and I'm not, I'll just say whatever I want and I don't really care what people think. So I guess that's something that's, that I wouldn't have expected for myself. I mean, that definitely sounds like it would surprise younger you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really think about that, but that was a good question. I would like to think that all of these are good questions, Angela. Oh, but really good. Thanks. I appreciate that. There's that bluntness. (laughs) What's an instant sign of a good first date? Oh, man. I don't know. All right. Let's broaden the question real quick. What's an instant (laughs) sign of a good date? (laughs) Man. There's no sign of, like, you just can't know. You just can't know right off the bat, I feel like. You can know right off the bat if it's going to be a bad date. But I don't know about, like, a good date, you know? Because it can always turn bad at any point. Yeah. That's interesting because I would, like, like, I have a general feel like I know if a date's going well. Uh Or at least you know it's, like, on the positive end. Uh But it's interesting you say, like, you know it's going bad, like, when it's going downhill. Yeah. Okay, because, for example, if it's going really well and then all of a sudden, like, something happens, the other person just is, like, a total jerk all of a sudden to like someone else or you know like there's those red flags that will come up but they don't always mm-hmm. come up right away in the beginning of the date but they can come up in the middle of your date and then all of a sudden you're like oh hell no this is about to go downhill you know what i mean yeah i mean it could all be too well. a bunch of things <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know if i know it that well but yeah i feel like it's more of like a I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like dating is like, especially in the beginning, it's like a filtering process. Mm. Like the person is giving you all these, like, I guess from 
if you want to make it super scientific, like data about themselves, right? Like their actions, their behaviors, how they treat you. And all the good things continue to like filter through like the little, the little holes in the filter. And then once you have a red flag, that doesn't filter. And then you have that red flag right in front of you. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep this in my little filter basket. <laughs> you know? I, I think I know exactly what you're saying. It's just the way that I'm just picturing the whole process of like somebody pouring this sand basically mm-hmm. through a thing and then the net. And then all of a sudden in this bag of sand that pours out, there's just this big red flag yep. and it doesn't go through the net. It's a piece of poop. There's I see. poop that gets stuck in the filter and then you just know. Then you just know. So really, there's no instant sign of a good first date. It's more so just don't have any red flags. Have other people have said that there's instant signs? That's not a question that's been asked oh, before. Okay. You're the first one to answer that one. Wow. Yeah, I don't think there's an instant sign. There's like definitely hopeful things that can happen. Like, oh, like this person like came to my door as opposed to like, texting me to tell me they were here or like there's like little things where where you're like oh this is going okay this is going good like what alex said but to me those are just little pieces of sand so in your case then you just want so many little pieces of sand that you get a mound but no poop basically who wants poop that's the whole point that's what i'm saying is that (laughs) you just want to gather as much sand as possible no one wants poop that's all i have to say (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think we're all how many of these answers have just left me just i think we're all on the same page about this except for it's... just i don't want poop <laughs> <laughs> everyone can agree and no one wants poop yeah i think we're definitely there <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of level two cool it's finished alex do you have any questions that you want to add on to I just thought it was really interesting because i mean we've talked a lot and i know that you travel but i also know i mean we've had talks about like through quarantine about how like yeah your day-to-day is like not too Mm -hmm. different you know in terms of being an introvert i think it's so interesting that you are introverted but like i as one of the people i know the most i think i've seen you travel more than most people Mm -hmm. i know i think it's interesting that you are both you have extrovert i would say like maybe activities or like inclinations but in general your life is very introverted so i think that was kind of it's kind of an interesting dichotomy that you have. Yeah, I think that it's something that people tend to point out or people don't tend to think that I'm introvert because of what I do um, in my life because I was like so active in the dance community. I don't really have trouble having conversations with like all types of people, but I kind of see those things as learned skills, I think when it really dials down to it, I really just define like introversion as like, I guess the type of time that I need to recharge myself. Um, I get very, very drained very quickly around people. Um, But because I've kind of acquired the skills of learning to manage being drained and understand what I need to recharge, people don't see that side of me where I'm drained and where I don't want to talk to people or I don't want to go out. So I feel like that's more of, it's just something that I've, I've learned to manage. And I don't think that introversion um, necessarily has to be paired with, you know, not being social, not 
putting yourself out there, not exploring the world. I think that's just a common misconception because a lot of introverts do decide to stay in their bubble because it helps them to avoid being drained. But I don't think being drained is necessarily a bad thing. I think that in life, there's always like the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the positives, the negatives. And I think that if you don't drain yourself, then you don't have, you also don't have the opportunity to recharge yourself. And then your life's just kind of at a plateau. Wow. Here I am sitting on my stump again. Just Yeah, that was the right at the end there. I was not expecting that. And that was just, that's something that I think everybody should just kind of absorb for a second and just think about because that's so cool. Such a cool concept that if you don't drain yourself, you can't recharge. So it's also kind of like you don't know your capacity either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think some of the most successful people are the people who are always pushing themselves like past their limits. Because I think in reality, your own expectations for yourself, your own limits for yourself, they're not, they're not actually real. I think people are capable of more than they think. Yeah, I love that. Actually, that actually reminds me of my own phone background to circle back to what we talked about earlier because <laughs> we're, we're just going to circle back repeatedly because my phone background actually my lock screen is uh i was down in florida with some friends and there was this wall of sticky notes of people that had been there mm-hmm. and everybody writes different things and they just put sticky note on the wall which is i guess a pretty normal thing for places that do that anyways mm-hmm. there's one phrase one of the phrases because i took two semesters of japanese in college and i barely remember any of it but there's one phrase that I learned how to do later on after it, and it's its limits are meant to be broken. And so then it's written in Japanese and it's still on this little sticky note. So that's my phone background. So I love that you said like pushing yourself and like finding your limit and then pushing past it. Cool. Yeah, that's super cool. I think that's a really cool thing to have in your phone background. I think it's just like a good daily reminder for yourself. Yeah, it definitely is. I look at it and I think to myself like, okay, there's still there's definitely work to be done today. So it makes me think that like, you got to keep moving. Got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Third level of real shit. Ready? Yep, I'm ready. This will be. I feel like this will be easier for me. Level one is really tough so. for me. I feel like I'm not ready. Yeah, just... it, that's become quite clear because you were dropping some real bombs in level two there. I don't know. That's that's debatable. Subjective. <laughs> Living my life. Yep. Please pick a number between one and ten. Uh, three. Three. What's the best thing about 2020? That has nothing to do with the numbers. <laughs> it actually is listed here oh, on the okay. side. I have a little screen over here. You have like numbers and, so, and questions aligned. With numbers. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, was that supposed to be a distraction? Because I don't think it's that hard of a question. Um, what was the question again? It's what's the best thing about 2020? Um, I think kind of like what I, I was refer- referring to before. I think that it's a period of awakening for everyone. And I'm hoping that the world will come out of 2020 better, but also I'm not the most optimistic person, so I don't know if I believe that it will, but at least it gives us the opportunity to be better versus kind of staying stagnant in what we've been doing, whether individually or like as a world, as a community, as a society. I think without the opportunity, we wouldn't we wouldn't know whether we would come out of it good or bad or better or worse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pick a number between one and ten. Scratch three. <sighs> what if I wanted to pick three? <laughs> just, well, you just pick three. So. <laughs> uh, 
What <laughs> what's the event that splits your life into before and after? Oh, okay, I understand. It took me a second. Um, before and after, ooh. Probably joining the dance community. Um I feel like I changed a lot from the dance community right off the bat. Um just entering a completely different community. I pretty much was outcasted my whole life. I was very um I was very loner. I was a huge loner like most of my life. Um, joining the dance community changed that obviously because I was surrounded by other people, kind of mandatory because when you're on a team, you can't really leave people out that much. But also just having so much exposure to so many different types of people. I feel like a lot of dancers have very bold personalities, bold yet different yet unique personalities. Um, so even just being around those types of people, I think I grew a lot, but I also um, went through a lot of struggles with the dance community. I um, had a lot of ups and downs. I was on teams that where I felt even more alone than I'd ever been, been um, or ever felt. I've been on teams where I felt like they became my family and kind of learning to see what family can look like outside of just blood. Um, mm. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been very reckless. The dance community is more than just, you know, just the dancing. There's like social interactions in between. There's parties in between, stuff like that. So making a lot of mistakes um, just with my social interactions with people. Um, and then also having people who just very intentionally put energy into helping me grow as not only as a dancer, but a person. I think that joining the community made me a different person. Um, when I refer back to like, oh, I used to be very different. That's always right. Like before the dance community, I was very different. And so I think that's why I, I create that as the divide or I see that as the divide. Cool. Yep. What, what numbers have you picked between one to ten? You picked three and what? Nine, I think. Three and nine? Okay. So pick a number between one and ten, scratch three and nine. Seven. Seven. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? What lesson, you said? Yeah. Like, what's something you had to unlearn? It's a tough question. Yeah, that's kind of a tough question because I have to think about, like, what I've learned first. <laughs> when I've changed those things. Yeah. Um, do you have examples of other answers people have given? So I kind of. Uh, so this question was asked back to me by one of the other guests mm -hmm. and they said, and then I said, my example was, it's just, I had to kind of unlearn that, like, you know, even though you sacrifice something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you deserve a reward, if that makes sense. Oh. So like, there would be times where I would put myself out and I would expect something for it. And then you kind of have to unlearn that because that's not. The reason you should do things and that was a younger me and so that's why i kind of explained that like now i do things because i want to do them and i do them for me mm -hmm. okay i have an answer i think that i had to unlearn that in order for someone to love you you don't have to give them your body and i think 
that was something that I didn't even know was a lesson that I learned. But my first boyfriend, he like wanted to do like sexual things with me and I wasn't ready. And he was like, but don't you love me? And I already knew that that was wrong when it happened. But I think just because I was so, I think I was just so committed to the idea of like finding love that I just let it affect me anyway. And then I think years and years later, I learned or I realized that that impacted so much of my future, future relationships, future interactions, not even necessarily like romantic or sexual interactions, but just, I think it taught me to not respect my body. And I feel like that was something that was very, very difficult for me to unlearn. And it's something that I think I still like definitely have to put effort into. Um, And this in no way is like only a sexual thing, even just respecting my body in terms of taking care of myself, like not drinking, like I don't drink anymore, mental health, taking care of my mental health, and just like respecting myself. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to realize that a lot of children haven't learned to respect themselves. And so it gives other people the opportunity to teach them not to before they're taught to respect themselves. So I would say that's probably one of the big ones. Wow. Yeah. There's so many answers that you've given that I just have to kind of pause and just kind of absorb and kind of think what's being said. And there's so much to think about there because I think, you know, it's definitely such a terrible thing that your ex-boyfriend said, but also just like the fact that you're saying it's it became to the point where you got to respect your body, but also just like it became more than that because there were other issues that were created from that. Because I think, understandably, trust issues would be created from that because it's not about your body, but it, it then you kind of wonder people's ulterior motives when they say things, right? Right. Yeah. I definitely think that people don't realize the impact that one thing you say to someone can make sometimes. Um, And I think that's just because most of the time when you say something to someone, it won't impact them that much, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's um, a hard rule. Um, I think it's very possible for you to say one thing to someone and have that change their whole life without anyone even knowing, like not either you or the other person, so. But that's it. That's that's the end. How do you feel? <laughs> that's the last question. I feel good. I feel like that was pretty easy, actually. I find that very funny because, you know, I feel like Alex is probably like dead inside now. And <laughs> I'm also a little bit dead inside now. But Welcome to the club. I'm not dead inside as much as I just like, well, I mean, I just feel like I just learned a lot about Angela and I've known her for like two years, but also just like, yeah, I'm just. Like, I'm just metaphorically on, like, a mountaintop. And, like, the clouds just, like, parted. And then I just realized there's another mountain right there that I have to climb. Oh, like, no. Oh, that's I, just, I just feel like there's just, like, so much. I mean, just your answer about having to have you having to de-stress as a, as a measure of growth, as, like, a way to understand your capacity. Because, uh, like, for me... I was like straight up. I've been thinking about that for like 10 minutes and I don't even know if 10 minutes have passed. And I've just been thinking about like myself, like how much I expend in a week 
and like Sunday's usually my detar like de-stress day. And I just think about like why I'm so exhausted is because I'm like expending myself usually six days a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like ruminating on that. And then, yeah, there's a. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should. Don't be sorry. No, I, I, uh, I feel like I just made your life more difficult. No, no, no. It's actually just providing me more tools. I just need to. That's good. I'm glad. Sit on this for a minute. Okay, Angela. So you get to ask one question and you can ask it to Alex or you can ask it to me, whichever you want. Do you want the recap? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anything at all, to be honest. So. Okay. So it's what's the event that splits your life into before and after? What's the. What's the lesson that took you the longest to unlearn? What's the best thing about 2020? Why is it a good idea to travel? What is something your younger self would not believe about current you? What's an instant sign of a good date? What is what is the name of this current chapter in your life? Would you rather some love someone and they never love you back or have someone love you and they and you never love them back? And then I can go into the level 1 questions if you want, but most people don't I- Decide to go back. I want to hear the level one questions. Those ones were tough. Okay. Where is somewhere you really want to travel? What's a hobby you've been considering trying? What is your current phone background and what's the story? What's your favorite useless skill? What are you currently binge watching? And what is your favorite snack? Current favorite snack? Please don't ask me the snack question. (laughs) You don't know, right? Because it's a hard question. Yeah, but it was like, I think Brian was testing out this, this new setup. And that was literally the first question he asked me. And I was just like. It's difficult, right? I was looking at all my children. I'm like, who's coming on the island, guys? It's I don't know. It's not an easy question. Okay, I have a good one. Not but it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tweaking your question. Is that okay? Is that allowed? Yeah, sure. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Is it for me or is it for Alex? It's for both. Interesting. Is that allowed? Okay. You're I'm just going to change all of the rules? all the rules. Okay. I wanted to ask what's a hobby that you're considering but doing together, a new hobby. Like me and Brian doing it together? Yes, you two together. What's a hobby that you'd consider doing together that's new? So you probably don't know, right? Because I just asked you now. So I feel like you guys can discuss and I will listen. Honestly, me and Brian have done some like a lot of different things together like mm-hmm. i mean even this podcast um we've played intramural sports together and i've always actually brian brian probably has like a really wide variety of activities that i've adopted and definitely shows i've adopted um and one thing i think we've also played a lot of video games yeah, we play a lot of video i games mean there's together. a lot of co-op games a too. lot of video games but Honestly, we were talking about a month, and then I, I would say before quarantine, and I've been thinking about this a long time, Brian um, and his group of friends and his brothers um, were really into anime, not were, are, and um, they were into Gundams, and I've really, I just started watching a Gundam series for the first time, like this past year, and I really wanted to build a Gundam. I was really into Legos and Bionicles and all that, and I honestly enjoyed building stuff more than actually playing with it. And so I've kind of just been into like something with my hands um, and just something that's a little more meticulous that I can just kind of focus on. Cause I feel like I'm on my phone a lot more during this quarantine that I don't really, I don't really want to be, but mm-hmm. 
Um, I just kind of want something that takes me out of that and just lets me like focus on something. But I'm also currently doing a lot of training. And so I'm kind of waiting till like after I finish all my testing and all that to get into something like that. But yeah, something like something on my hands, something crafty. You know what's something crafty you both can do together as a new hobby? You can knit. <laughs> mm, can I make a cocoon? Yep. Okay. There, it's a really interesting question because there are hobbies that I've been considering trying myself, and there are some of those that Alex might be interested in. Mm -hmm. So there is that possibility, right? Recently, I've been doing a lot of woodworking, but I've only been helping for the most part because my brother's gotten really into woodworking because we built a climbing wall together and then he got really into woodworking. So he's been building a lot of stuff. I would say one of the hobbies that I'm really considering getting into after quarantine is probably like I really wanted to try going to like an, M an MMA gym or like a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gym and just learning a contact sport. And so maybe Alex, you want to try that? I'd be down. I took a lot of um, boxing lessons. I've never fought anyone, um, mainly because, you know, I mean, we've joked about it before, but, like, I feel like I'm a pretty big guy in terms of just, like, straight up mass, not, like, height. And I've always, like, at my previous job, I hurt a lot of people just by accident, like, bumping into people or, like, <laughs> moving around because I moved a lot of furniture and all that, or I just moved very fast. And I would, like, look at, like, my, like, my phone for like a pedometer and I walk like, like maybe 15 miles in a day, like in a nine hour period. And that's a lot. So like, I just feel like I'm very active. So when I got into boxing and I realized like I was with the trainer and I like hit him by accident <laughs> and he, he felt that for a little bit, like, <laughs> and he, he did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and like, he, he was like pretty jacked and he was like, yeah, just be careful. <laughs> so I've always, I, I, I actually really do enjoy fighting, like watching it and like even fighting games. And like, I love seeing different styles. And I talked to our friend Suresh too about it because um, he's really into Muay Thai. And so I've, I've enjoyed seeing him try and pursue that. I'd be down to learn it. I just, I'm hesitant to like compete because I'm very competitive. Because I know if I got competitive, it might send me down a road I don't want to go down. Hmm. You guys should do down to learn. Fight each other. No. Just fun. Brian says he's down. I see. I'm indifferent, it. honestly. We fight enough in video games. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Too. That's a very truthful thing. <laughs> All right, Angela. Here's the last, last question. The real last question. Sneak attack. Me. Yeah. I asked this question after the guest asked a question because then they can't ask this question. That's the That's whole point. Cheating. Yeah. A lot of people get really angry about that, actually. So That's real unfair. You don't have my permission to post any of this anymore. Okay. Well, you know, at least we'll have it so Alex can reference it and you know think about his life. I'm just kidding. You can post that. I know. What what's the last the last question is is what do you want your title to be? So a historical figure example would be like Alexander the Great. If you've ever watched the show Stranger Things, there's Will the Wise. On this show, people have picked things like Alyssa the Changemaker, Aaron the Compassionate, Dexon the Reliable, Kat the Brutally Honest, Tiffany the Multitasker. I can go on, but you know. What do you want to be? Angela the... I already told you I wasn't a creative person. Your title could be Angela the Uncreative. I mean, that's up to you, though. <laughs> Oh, man, this is like the hardest question you've ever asked. Yeah, I know. That's why it's the last one. I feel like I didn't get a warning of this because 
I didn't watch the end of Alex's <laughs> listen to the end of Alex's podcast with you. And I feel like that's so unfair. <laughs> I don't have any ideas. I'm so sorry. My mind goes blank when people ask me to create things. What if you guys throw out ideas and then I like select and adjust them? Sure. Angela the Traveler, Angela the Wanderer, Angela the Blunt, Angela the Introvert, Angela the Outgoing Introvert, <laughs> Angela the Knitter. <laughs> I want to hear Alex's ideas. Angela the Wise, Angela the Blunt, Angela... That's a common one. The Blunt? Is a wise is a, the wise one or the, the blunt? The blunt one, because you both said it. Mm. Well... But that's not a pretty name. Oh, it has to be pretty. I would prefer for it to be pretty. You want it to be pretty? I would prefer for it to be. But your eyes ideas don't have to be pretty. I'd say Angel the Wanderer, because you like to be alone. But you still like to go. And wander the world. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to define me. <laughs> no, no, for real, because I've been trying to work on, like, my connections and stuff. Mm -hmm. hmm. We can do that. We can, we can yeah. do Angela the Connector, so it puts that expectation on me for the future. I yeah, like that's that. That's great. Some people have chosen... I mean, it's a, it's a question for interpretation, right? Because some people have decided what they want their title to be right now, and then they've discussed what they want their title to be in the future. So that's definitely come up. So Angela the Connector. Yep. We can go with it. Because I'm not going to come up with anything better anytime soon. It will take me a long time. Then you'll just have to come back for another episode where Alex is the host and you, he can be have all these bombs dropped on him again. Yep. And then we can go back and change the previous title because I'll have had years to think about it. Yeah, that's a plan. Years? We're going to schedule you for next month. We expect like a life-changing... Schedule it for two years when we get Boba, and then it'll be in person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking too. Yeah. Yep. Well, Angela the Connector, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, let me tell the audience that we're on Anchor, Spotify, and please like, comment, subscribe, so on and so forth, whatever you do that you want to support this podcast with. Uh, if you'd like to send in an email with questions, concerns, or ideas, then you can go to nohappyanglispodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, see you next time. And usually we end by saying, okay, bye. So, Angela. Okay, bye. <laughs>